You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Good morning, everybody. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes post-game show, recap show, morning show. We're kind of unsure. There's a lot to discuss this morning, um, but don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Craig Petey. We got Danielle behind the scenes. As per usual, we're going to kind of do a pseudo post-game show, arena discussion, and uh, look ahead to tonight's game. This is the first of two times we'll be live today, plus a recap of our wild night last night. But before all of that, how are you guys doing on this fine morning? And how long have you already been awake today? Ha. You're talking to two of us. Uh, yeah. That's uh, almost four hours. Yeah, I've been up since just after five. This is late. You guys are crazy. Watched the dog a few times. It's raining out. Brought the garbage can back in. Uh, hey, it's all good. I don't like, uh, yeah, I don't like this. I don't like this rain. I don't like these gray skies. Makes me feel like I'm living in the Midwest or New England again. Don't need this. I love it. You know what rain does, though, guys? It puts out fires. (laughs) There are a lot of fires. There are a lot of fires. Uh, (laughs) We'll get into this later. I, I will bite my tongue. I'm just happy we're all here together. And it's funny, though. Well, I, should I see all of the fire talk for that? My, my wife's reaction to this was a little different when, when oh, the power is out and the fire alarm is going in. And literally, we're all up in the studio going, eh, should we wait? Are we going to do our show? We and didn't know the like, fire alarm was going off, to be fair. That is true. Can just I, get out of the building. Yeah. Can I also mention that I was the idiot that took the elevator while PD and Lilo took the stairs? <laughs> I took later. the we elevator have, up and down. Okay. We have to and, save and, this yeah, for the end of the show. Let's talk about the hockey game that really sucked. Let, and, yeah, and, and, let's talk about it. it. And, 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 and this one star, uh, sucked from literally the puck drop. And, and I don't know what is with this team and their ability to prepare to play. I don't know. I don't know what happens to this team. And here, here's what I'll say. If you're going to suck for the first 10 minutes, your goaltender better be lights out. And he better keep you in it like Ingram has done over the last few. Because this team takes so long to get their motor going to start a game. And this, again, you look at it right, right from the puck drop. Puck's in their own end. Complete control. Everything's fine. We're all good. And it starts with a turnover from Jersey, and then and then and then Schmaltz doesn't protect the wall, and the next thing you know, a, a floater from the top of the circle goes through four bodies on top of it, and it's even the top. Petey, was it even the top of the circle? Nah, it, 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 yeah, it was, it was Petey, farther than that. And then there, Petey, you didn't even mention the two fights before the clock even oh, started. On I didn't even get that far. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. The fights. I get it. I do understand it. From the Florida Panther perspective, this has to happen because your player, one of your 
the teammates has gone down. He's been out since a concussion since that game against the Arizona Coyotes. And Cousins is a well-liked guy in the room, and he has been hurt three weeks worth of concussion. There had to be some repercussions in this game. I get it. I get it. Drop the puck, have two tough guys fight. Drop the puck again, have two tough guys fight. Guess what? In my mind, Zucker fought in the last game. You've got the two tough guy fights. Everybody sent their message. Okay, we stood up for our teammate. Now let's play the hockey game. Let's let's just go do that now. And, and I think what you're going to see as the game wore on, after even the first goal, which was horseshit defending, the second goal was, well, the Coyotes were in, in the penalty box again. And if you watch it, who's in the penalty box? Liam O'Brien. And, and if you go back and watch the clip, do you know who Liam O'Brien jumped in to protect? Do you know who he jumped in to protect? Josh Brown. <laughs> Josh Brown. Not Logan Cooley. Not Dylan Gunther. Josh friggin' Brown. So here's where you have to go, and you have to you have to keep your emotions in check. You have to understand the situation in the game, and you got to go, okay. Some little guy just pushed on, just little guy pushes on Josh Brown. Big guy. Brown doesn't react. It happened to Brown. Doesn't react. Let it go. And this is where Liam O'Brien has to rein it in. He had to fight early. Get it. But he cannot take a penalty. And not only can't take it, you're down one nothing already. You cannot take that penalty. I don't care. You're not sticking up for if that's Dylan Gunther and he cross-checks him in the mouth. Fair game. Knock yourself out. Go after it. Have a fight. Sit in the penalty box for five minutes. Get kicked out of the game. That's fine. It was Josh Brown. And again, that's game awareness. He didn't have it. They sat in the penalty box. Two nothing. Puck drops off of the two nothing goal, off of that ensuing play. Three nothing. Game's over. We might as well go yeah, home. Seventeen seconds. Turn off the later. lights in the studio and go home. <laughs> and hey, hey, uh, that's kind of what happened. <laughs> Back to that in a minute. I want to throw this out though, and we can. I, I know we're going to talk more about this in the next segment, but. PD, I got to ask you this. The news of, well, one of one of many pieces of news in the NHL yesterday, but the one that had to do directly with the Coyotes, or so some people thought had directly to do with the Coyotes. The owner of the Utah Jazz says, we want to start the expansion process in Salt Lake. And, and oh, by the way, the arena can also host an NHL team immediately. You've been around this team a long time. You've seen all the other reports that the Coyotes, I, like, I, I can cite multiple reputable outlets saying that the Coyotes were going at least four other cities, saying it was happening. Obviously, it didn't happen. I remember one tale specifically. The team was in the playoffs, pulling into the arena in Detroit, I believe, and a report comes out that they're going to, was it Winnipeg? It was Winnipeg. Okay, you were probably on that bus. Can that sort of thing, at least in the short term, impact a team in the way they perform on the ice? You can say all the right things, Craig. You can say, oh, it's not real. Oh, this isn't it. But when you start hearing from real people, and, and I don't mean, you know, it's Joe Fan putting it on his Twitter. I don't mean that. I mean, as you said, reputable media outlets saying this team is moving it absolutely affects it. 100% affects it. And you can sit there and you, you, you need to have the fire put out immediately as best you can. But in that situation, it's just the head coach going, hey, we got to go play. And, and, and that's hard. 
It be because you're thinking of, if you're married, you're thinking, I just bought a new house. I've got kids in school. I really like Arizona. Winnipeg, I don't know if I can live in Winnipeg. And then you got the young guys going, hey, I like living in Old Town Scott. So it's the only team I've ever known. It's the only city I've ever known. And I'm going to have to move. Oh, by the way, you got to go play. You got to go play the Detroit Red Wings now. It's incredibly difficult. And, and you can sit there and, and I, I know it, it's sad. I sat behind a computer in a coach's room marking plays to, to look at later going, oh my God, do I have to move? In the entire game, you're thinking that. And you can have the general manager come in. And Don Maloney did come in, and not just once, twice. You know, John Chica came into those rooms. Hey, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. The one person that needs to send a message immediately to the players, immediately to the players, is ownership. They, have to, they don't have to call Craig Morgan. And they don't have to tell him what's going on, but you sure as hell better let the players know what's going on. And, and you better give them some sense of, I don't care if it's bullshit. You better give them some sense of, hey, everything is okay. Let's not worry about it. Because if you don't think that affects a team, it absolutely does. There's been so many rumors swirling around this team for so long. It must have been, I, I, I can't imagine getting off that bus in Florida go, with guys looking at each other going, are we going to Seattle? Or not Seattle, I'm sorry. Are we going they're to Salt Lake City? Right? Like they can say is, that is there another thing? They're talking though, right? They're they're talking about that in the without room. a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Okay, we're not in the room, so we can't say exactly what happened or who tried to put the fires out. <laughs> That's my second reference. Stay tuned so for many more puns. Fire um but but but, but yeah, it, you can say it, but subconsciously it it has to affect you. It has to. And it's it's unfortunate that it's always at bad timing. There is no good time for something like that, but you have to go play the Florida Panthers, a team that's just rolling, it can eat you up on, on a good night. And when things aren't going well, that that's really that's really unfortunate for the Coyotes. Yeah. And if you even think about it as just think about when there's something going on in your personal life and how it affects you showing up to work. And yeah. that's to, for most people, you know, answer emails or be in meetings, not perform for 60 minutes in a hockey game. Um, so it's no wonder that the first period ended three, nothing, you know, they're six, nothing in the beginning of the third period. Um, and we won't dwell too much on the play of this game, but you know, since we didn't have a post game show last night, we still want to go through all of the things that we normally do. We also have a PD's puck talk. Um, so let's get started first with the numbers presented by desert financial credit union, Arizona's number one credit union named by Forbes um, shots on goal 43 for the Panthers, 33 for the coyotes coyotes one for seven on the power play. That's insane. Panthers one for four. Coyotes had 30 penalty minutes. The Panthers had 36. Obviously, there were a couple fights to start this game off, which adds 10 to each side. Shot attempts, the Panthers had 63, and the Coyotes had 62. Yeah, don't get, don't kid yourself with, with even the shots on goal and attempts being close. The first period, Florida pumps them. They would shoot them. What was it, 17 to five in the first period? And by the four minutes into the second period, it's it's four nothing. I mean, I, I would have to say that the Florida Panthers maybe didn't take the foot off the break, but when you're looking at a four nothing in the year dominating, man, they're not coming with their heat the rest of the game. So that that one surprised me. And the penalties, again, you look at the penalties, four of them were in the third period when this game was six nothing. And that's when the penalties really started to rack up. They had some of the early penalties with the fighting, but but this game was this was a cupcake game for the Florida Panthers. There was nothing to it. There was no effort, no energy. They didn't sweat. the The Coyotes, I, I tell you what, their defensive zone coverage in this game was horrific. Turnovers horrific. They didn't weren't ready to play. And we can talk about you know what it did subconsciously to the arena. But this team wasn't ready. And and I tell you what. Buckle up, Buttercup, because tonight they got the Tampa Bay Lightning, and it ain't getting any easier uh, against – it's one of the best teams in the league in the East. So just a disappointing effort all around. And one guy we didn't even talk about yet is the goaltending performance of Corralba Melka. 
Yeah, not Veggie's best night by any means. His first game since January 11th allowed six goals on 43 shots, ended the night with an 860 save percentage. Uh, yeah, just... Uh, yeah, that's not good, Leah. His, his team didn't do a lot to help him, but a lot of those goals, well, like if Connor Ingram were in net, those would have been stopped. Sorry to say the first goal, you yeah. can't allow a floater from the wall. And I know there there was probably maybe a little bit of traffic initially, but we watched the shot. We we watched several replays of it from behind. He tracked that puck. He you tracked that puck. You noted that he dropped. He dropped, and I don't know why he's dropping on a shot from high on the half wall. It, I I don't I don't get it either. But he did track that puck. You got to make that save. That's there's just sorry. I'm not having an argument with anybody about whether or not that puck should have gone in the net. You got to make that save, and that kind of play sets the tone for a game. You're behind the eight ball right away. You're playing a team like the Florida Panthers. I think you said it last night, Petey, when we were talking about this. If that's the San Jose Sharks and you give up the first goal of the game, eh, you're, you're thinking, okay, we still got a chance. But it's the Florida Panthers, so now all of a sudden. You're in a little bit of panic mode because, uh-oh, the goalie didn't make a simple save, and now we're playing a team that we know is a cup contender. This this is going to be an uphill battle. I think it changes the entire complexion of the game when your goaltender can't make saves he has to make early in the game. Yeah, and Craig, when you talk about it, we talk about the body language on the bench. We talked about it years ago when, when Carter Harton was, was in the net, and you just go, oh, shit, here we go again. Here we go again. And and I'm telling you, that first goal goes in in under two minutes against a good team, and you have to have to believe on the bench guys are going, oh, come on. Again? Like, And, and I know I, I, I'm trying to give Carell Vimelka the benefit of the doubt that there was some screens and there was some traffic, but still, he's six foot five. The puck, the puck goes up a foot below, almost a foot below the bar. Like, come on. Like, and here's what I encourage people to do. And I know I, I'm really hard on Karelva Melka, but go go watch. And there's two goalies specific I'm going to mention. Bobrovsky is one of them, and Shesterkin is another. Two Russian goalies. And you watch today and watch highlights and go see them in their next few games. When shots are taken from the top of the circle to the blue line, see if they go down. Just watch if they go down. Now, if the puck is coming in on a low trajectory, meaning it's going to be along the ice, yes, they are going down. That gives them the best way to cover the, that, the low part of the net, the lower third with your pads. I get it. But if that puck is up high, meaning waist or higher, watch and see if they go down. And just see if they're being more reactive or proactive. And if, if if they're just dropping every time a shot's taken, you give up the top of the net. And if every shooter in the league knows you go down all the time, shoot for the top of the net. And we've already talked about that with Craig about Canadian goalies specifically doing it. But now here's a Czech goalie doing it. If you become robotic like that and go down all the time, guys can pick the corner. So just I want people to watch those two Russian goalies and see them standing up. And yes, it makes a difference. And and he needed to make one of those saves on any of the, the power play goal is next. Incredibly difficult save. Needs to make a breakaway save. He's got to make one of them. He makes that breakaway save, and now it's 2 nothing, and you go, oh, shit, that's a great save. We're back in this? Maybe. Just yeah, and maybe. The, and there was the shot through Valimaki's legs, too, where people were like, well, that's – but if you looked at his positioning in the net, he wasn't squared with the shooter. <laughs> Sliding. Again, the Zimboni driver is going, hey, back out there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, while we're on the negativity and talking about the goals against, I'm going to throw it back to PD, who uh, put together a PD's puck talk to go through some of these goals against. Yeah, it, this is just a, this is this is the third goal against that we're going to look at. And, and I tell you what, I went a little bit deeper than this, and we're going to have it up on our YouTube channel um, shortly after this show is over to give you a little bit deeper dive. And there actually might be some positives in it. But I want people to learn something from this on what to look for when you're watching your team 
in a game. That's the point of these PD Puck Talks. So if we're ready, oh, let's start it off with another PD's Puck Talk. This starts on a forecheck off of the faceoff of the 2 nothing goal. This is it. They, they win the faceoff. They dump the puck in. Nick Bukestead's first on the puck. This looks great. Everything's great. Next slide. And now you've got on um, you've got Keller and Schmaltz. We call them F two and F three. They're coming in. They're the second forward and the third forward, and they're great position. Look, they've got the, the Florida Panthers forward defenseman and forward in front of them. Everything is fine here. This is a really good looking forecheck right now. You're protecting it. If you get the puck, you can give it to Keller, and it's a scoring chance. If you don't get the puck, you're in a defensive position to defend the Florida Panthers. Next. Now, both Keller and Schmaltz dive below the goal line. If you see your team with three forwards below the goal line, that is necess- that is a bad thing. Unless you have possession of the puck, or if you're the Boston Bruins and you can play like that and you can retrieve pucks below the goal line, Arizona Coyotes can't do that. So they dive in. If you notice where the two Florida Panthers players are, they're in front of the net. So you have three Coyotes behind the net, two Florida Panthers in front of the net. Next slide. So what does that do? That means you're going to have a three-on-two against. It's going to be a three-on-two. It's three-on-two. Three forward Florida Panthers versus two Coyotes defensemen. That's it. It's a three-on-two. You can defend that. Valamaki gets too excited, and he calls what we call diving in, or he pinches, trying to keep the puck in the zone. You cannot. Zero. Cannot. Never. Ever pinch when you don't have support, which means you, unless there is an Arizona Coyote forward coming back to take your spot, you cannot go. Valamaki cannot go. Has to stay on the blue line. It's three-on-two. And if it's a three and two, they might be able to defend Valamaki pinches next. And after he pinches, now it is a two on one. And this is bad enough as it is. It's two on one, but we're okay. It's Sean Dursey, two on one. Next slide. And as Sean Dursey, what does Sean Dursey do? He doesn't defend it as a two on one. He goes right at the puck carrier. Verhage goes right at him. He puts a stick on puck, tries to deflect the puck. He has to play soft, meaning he has to play between the two players, between the two players, and stop this pass across. That's his job. Stop the pass. Got to stop the pass. That's his one job. Stop the pass. He doesn't stop the pass. He attacks the puck carrier. The puck carrier slides it over easily to, to a driving Bennett. Next slide. Bennett all alone. Goal. And now it's 3 nothing. And this is all off a face-off win. A face-off win by the Arizona Coyotes ends up in the back of the net. And that is another PD's Puck Talk. Oi. <laughs> I got to say this again. I've said it before. Go to any NHL city, take a look at the media coverage, and tell me if you can find that covering any team in the NHL. PD is so valuable to this beat, to this, to our coverage. It, you just can't get that level of breakdown of, of analysis. It doesn't come anywhere else. I've been in media a long time. I know all the outlets. I know what's going on in every city. We're the only ones who have this. Be thankful we have PD. And as Craig, thank you so so nice. And as Chris in the chat says, Professor PD is the best. And that's true. And by the way, last night, while this was all happening before the power went out, PD actually like showed me and Craig this live on his computer. So I'm glad that everybody else got to see it. Even let us get away if you remember. Like I was going to do something. He's like, wait, 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 come on. (laughs) You have to come see this. It's it's frustrating because more than just, oh, I gotta show you this. It's it's a passion. He loves doing, which is is amazing. It's, it's fun. And, and you know what? People, when you learn what you're looking for and you see things, you you, you get more engaged in the sport. It's, it's just, it's reality. And mm-hmm. and I, I know I hate to be picking on the Coyotes all the time. And and again, I said there's a piece talk coming out after this and there are some bright spots. 
which we should talk about before we move on from, yeah. from this. Which, of course, all the bright stuff happened when we weren't watching the game, yeah, when, when we were standing outside of our building <laughs> yeah, with eight fire trucks. <laughs> um, I will say I did go back and watch the Coyotes goals. <laughs> Petey watched the third period. I can't speak for Craig, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the kids were all right in the third period. Dylan Gunther, great shot from Keller and Kerfoot, gets his third of the season. That had to feel good after being a little bit dry for a few games since you know he he got called up and, and scored twice in his first two games um and then logan cooley he's not another guy who scores a lot unfortunately as of late he gets one on an assist from michelli and gunther so i like the youth on that play hit logan cooley's fifth of the season and you gotta at least admire that they didn't get shut out six nothing that it was yeah the, the, when you talk about those two players leah the the one thing they did what they do well and, and it showed it wasn't fluke goals off gunther had a hell of a shot that's a power play goal from his spot and he wires over bobrovsky bobrovsky's there he gets there in time and that's just his release for a guy of his size is absolutely elite and when i'm not just blowing smoke because he's an arizona coyote that's a hell of a shot I mean, that's a big league NHL shot that he beat an NHL goalie clean from outside the the dots. That's a, that's a hell of a shot. So he did what he's supposed to do. And then you look at the, the next goal, the Cooley goal. And, and hey, I know but it's 6-1 and Florida is probably way off the gas and they're thinking about their postgame party. I get it. But there wasn't one Coyote on the ice over the age of 24. You had Kesselring, Mosier, Gunther, Michelli, and Cooley four or five young kids on the ice that's encouraging for coyote fans and cooley does what he does he drove the net head down stick on the ice and he drove the net and that's hard to do for a 19 year old to get to that area of the ice and he beat the defender hell of a pass by by dylan gunther and and it ends up in the net and all five coyote players all five touch the puck on that play so it, it's amazing to see the future do you guys want to hear about the uh, episode of rick and morty that i watched with my kid <laughs> No, okay. <laughs> that was Craig's morning viewing. I'm on, I'm no, on that was his evening when he got home. Viewing. Well, that was last night. <laughs> yeah, but he like, went to bed. It was no, nine. No, no. There's it's family. Nine. It's family time when you get home. I said that right when we were all getting ready for bed. Everybody's Leah's and as, as everyone knows, Leah and Danielle run this show, and so they're they're texting this group text. Hey, I've got this. I've got that. Is this ready for tomorrow? And I'm like, buddy, are we done? It's like nine. <laughs> I'm, I'm in bed. It was too. It was crazy. It was like this string of quotes from Danielle and Leah working and, and Leah asked yeah. me to send one thing. Like I sent five words to her. That was my conversation. No, but the funny part was I asked you in the group text and you didn't reply. So then I had to text you separately. <laughs> I'm busy. Rick hey, and Morty. I'm busy with Rick and Morty, okay? Yeah, buddy. Rick and Morty are on. Leave me alone. And I'm buckled up for bedtime. So I said it. I said, I'm going to bed. Last time, are we good? So I could go to bed. I gotta, you can't get up at five if you go, go to bed at one, Leah. I will. I didn't wake up at five. I will give it seven fifteen. Um, okay. Well, we do. We'll we'll wrap up our post game conversation here. Uh, we will award a dog in him because that is what we do. So Danielle, who is our desert dog from last night? Oh, it's the Phoenix Fire Department uh, for their big save uh, on our building, and I I like the. Oh, the SpongeBob characters. What is it? Go Fire Department or something, Danielle? Go firefighters. <laughs> Oh, that's really good. Actually. Oh my gosh, that's good stuff. Hi guys, hello. Well, hey Danielle. Um, so it's yeah, the the quote is yeah for the firemen. Yeah, there it is. There <laughs> yeah, it is. for the firemen. Awesome. Uh, oh boy. All right. Well, uh, Danielle will be back later in the show to talk about our crazy night last night. Uh, let's just wrap up 
We'll get to the upcoming schedule later when we talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning game. Uh, but let's show the punch card because that's what we do. I know everyone loves the punch card. Um, so for the, I think, fourth time in a row, they start the line off with a loss. So it's oh. looking tough there on the left side. But uh, t- today is a new day. So we will see. That is that is the punch card. And that is the post-game segment of the show. Anything else you guys want to talk about from last night's game before we move on? They've got to find a way to have better starts. They got to have better starts. They have to have better starts. They've got to have better starts. I, I don't know how many times I got to say it. That first 10 minutes, if they're not ready to play, they're going to lose again tonight. Well, hopefully nobody drops more news about the arena right before they go on the ice. Unless it's good. Where are they moving to today, Craig? We're going to get to it, aren't we? Are we getting yep. to it? We'll get to it not next. Not yet. yet. It will be made someday with all the cities listed that they were supposedly moving to. Okay, just checking. Oh boy. All right. Well, uh, coyotes need a good start. Everybody needs a good start saving money. Um, and you can do so with desert financial credit union, because not only do they have checking accounts, they have savings accounts, they have mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. And you can start ahead because when you open a free checking account online with desert financial credit union, you get $200 in bonuses. Who doesn't love an extra $200? I know I do. So you can get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. And just as a reminder, Craig Banks there. So if it's good enough for Craig, it's probably too good for you. You know what else I can add to that, Leah? You know what else I can add? I might put in a good word for you at Desert Financial Credit Union so you can get membership not only to the Platinum Club at Desert Financial, but also, you know, the PHNX Coyotes Platinum Club. But all you have to do to gain membership to this is bring me some food at a game. Some people have done it already. So some people have done that, and they're it's, in. It's can <laughs> so I, I can see somebody like maybe after a few OGs or a couple of four peaks, I walk into Desert Financial Credit Union and ask for the Craig Morgan VIP room, and 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 like they actually like the wall starts to open up and it's like this like a, a disco ball and comfortable chairs and pellegrino at the right temperature mm-hmm. with waiters with the white cloth over the arm you welcome sir i could just see it thanks desert financial credit union yeah, and right. with all the money you've saved leah you know where you should go you, with you should go get new flooring with empire today you get a shop at home convenience the right product for your needs quick and professional installation and a price match guarantee working with empire today is easy quick and convenient. And you know what I'll say that's super cool? Uh, Empire Today has a virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see how your floors will look in any space. It's easy to snap a picture and instantly see how your floors will look in your room with your furniture in your lighting. And Empire Empire Today services their own warranties. If an issue does arise, just call Empire. I know because of my flooring, I had a problem. They were there the next day. And not just the installers, but they had management there. And buddy, fixed. Everything was fantastic. And I didn't use them. I used a big box sport for something else and I'm still having problems. Wish I would have gone to Empire Today. It was before the the deal. Didn't know. Empire Today. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive $350 off discount when they use the promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. All right. Well, it's time to talk about... Darkness, my old friend. (laughs) the arena burr, 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 burr. Uh, <laughs> you really should have some like foreboding theme music whenever. we should have like like an mm. intro to every time we talk about the arena it's just it's like oh um, my god that's brilliant yeah okay, like we're doing animation. that Daniel, add it to your list of a thousand things <laughs> it, like with the darth vader music <laughs> or like the upside down and we're going to the upside oh, down the upside to down. talk I about like the arena Anywho, okay, well, let's first talk, and we already touched on it with, you know, the distraction it could have been to the players last night, Um, but let's get into the actual situation here, and we'll start with 
the release yesterday um, from Smith Entertainment Group, as Craig mentioned, owners of the Utah Jazz, who asked the NHL to, quote, initiate an expansion process to bring a team to the state. Um, and I would just like to say one more time, the expansion process, which didn't stop all of the Twitter trolls from saying the Utah Coyotes, the Salt Lake City Coyotes, relocate the Coyotes. What part about that release did you see relocation? Well, in? the problem was the, the phrase that came after it. SEG has also made it clear its immediate ability to welcome an NHL team to Utah using Delta Center as an interim home arena for an NHL franchise. That's what ha had everybody thinking, oh, in addition to we want to start the expansion process, we could also house a team right away. So everybody made the leap to Coyotes. And listen, I didn't call the Utah Jazz owner to find out if that's what was intended in the release. But you know what troubled me? I didn't report that that was related to the Coyotes. A lot of other people did, and they didn't make that call either. What did you mean by this phrase? I'm instead, you know what? I'm just going to interpret it and then put it out there in the the Twitterverse for everybody to see. That bothers me. You guys know I, I harp on this all the time. I I probably sound like the grumpy old guy. Do the reporting. Do the reporting before you do something as irresponsible as saying this is related to the Coyotes. It's a simple call and it's, forgive me, forgive my French, it's the fucking job. So make the call and find out if this relates to the Coyotes. So I don't know what was intended. I haven't, I haven't spoken to him and I, I, I'm going to try now because apparently nobody else is going to do it. Um, my understanding is... Utah has requested an expansion franchise, not the Coyotes. So I want to get that out there first. I also want to talk about this other deadline that's been floated by multiple national outlets saying, well, the Coyotes need to have something by the All-Star break. They need to let the league know their plans by the All-Star break or it's gonzo. That is categorically false. The All-Star game is not a deadline for the Coyotes. We have heard it said multiple times by the league, by Javier Gutierrez, it's the first quarter of 2024. Whether that means the end of March or it strays, you know, a couple of weeks to the end of the regular season, I don't know. Deadlines are flexible. But the All-Star game is not a deadline for the Coyotes. That is inaccurate. Stop saying it again. Find out. Ask the question. And then when we're talking about reporting, if you can't get a, a response from the Coyotes, maybe try calling some other people here. You know, listen, I, I know that when you cover a team locally as a beat writer or, you know, as, as, as any news outlet in the city, you might have more sources on the ground, whether it's in government or elsewhere, than people nationally might. But you got to at least try before you put out a report like this. You can't say, well, I tried calling the Coyotes. They didn't call me back. So we're just going to roll with this. I mean, try it, it again. It's the job. Do the reporting. Try and find other sources. At least say in your report, we reached out to X, X and X and did not hear back. I just I'm so troubled by the the incomplete level of reporting that exists on this story. And it's, it's like I tweeted yesterday, same as it ever was. There's just not enough work that goes into these reports. Well said, Craig. <laughs> Hey, Craig, and that's why, Craig, when I looked at this and and if I see and Joe or Jane tweeted out on their Twitter and they just go, here's what's happening. And they're not affiliated with the media. That's just their personal opinion. You know what? 
I get it. That that's what that's what social media converse with your friends. It's like you're at the barber shop and you're just visiting. That's fine, but if you are a reporter, you should be reporting. Uh, and, and I just I, I think people look to reporters to give them news and look to reporters for what's happening in the world and look to reporters to find out what's really going on because they don't have the resources to find out what's really going on. And when they don't do that, it's frustrating for me because now that's the rumor mill stuff that gets into the locker room. And affects the players, the staff, the trainers, the coaches. And it's just, it's it's unfortunate because it's not reporting. And if you're a reporter, you should report. And that's why, I, and I, I'm going to be flowers back to you, Craig. If I read Craig Morgan say it, Craig Morgan talked to somebody. Craig Morgan called somebody. He asked somebody. He knows something. That's reporting. And so I don't, I have opinions. I have opinions. I got a lot of opinions. You can just ask me. I still believe this team is going to stay here. I still believe this team will be an Arizona Coyote team for a very long time. I don't know that. I'm not a reporter. I didn't ask anybody. That's just what I believe. That's the difference between a reporter and an analyst. There you go. Yeah. And it's especially frustrating when well-respected national reporters make assumptions um, and publicly put them out like that that's bothersome. And I think this kind of leads into another thing that happened yesterday or that came out um, with some comments that NHLPA director Marty Walsh made regarding the coyotes, um, you know, saying the clock is ticking in Arizona. In my opinion, if you didn't read the athletic article that came out yesterday um, that talked that Marty Walsh had some quotes in, um, you know, he kind of, he, you know, he, he didn't have great things to say about the coyotes, but, as I mentioned, he said the clock is ticking. In my opinion, Craig, I know you have some thoughts on Marty Walsh's comments as well. Yeah. And I want to listen, when, when we're talking about media accounts, like th this story was written by Joe Smith, a former colleague of my at The Athletic, who I respect immensely as, as a reporter, as a writer, as a person. I'm friends with Joe. We hung out at the draft in Vancouver. I spoke to Joe on the drive back from Tucson yesterday. We talked for a long time. I don't have any problem with what Joe Smith did here. He got the executive director of the NHLPA to talk on a variety of topics. This was just one of them that Marty touched on and he quoted Marty. That's fine. Like this is a Q and a, there, there was nothing wrong with this piece. And, and also I don't have a problem with what Marty Walsh is doing here. He is defending his constituency. That is his job to look out for the best interest of the players. I get that. He's a spokesperson for, for the players. Having said that, like if Marty Walsh thinks that the Coyotes are going to keep him updated on all the, the granular details of their arena plan, he's nuts. I know he wants them to, but listen, some of this has turned into like this, this war of words between the PA and, and the Coyotes. Marty Walsh hasn't exactly been kind in his portrayal of the Coyotes, and some of it's fair, right? They're playing at a 4,600-seat college arena. It's crazy. He has, again, he has to look out for the best interest of his players, and he's right. They deserve an NHL arena. They deserve every everything that every other market gets. All of that is fine, but I don't think the Coyotes intend to keep Marty Walsh uh, informed. I don't know that he's getting everything that he thinks he's getting from the league. And I know Marty Walsh has political connections here in the Valley, but I don't think he's talking to the right people because I don't think Marty Walsh really knows what's happening on the ground here. I think we're going to find out something very soon, like probably right at the tail end of the all-star break. If things go according to plan, things change a lot, obviously with a deal of this magnitude, but I would circle February 8th as a date to watch in this. But again, it's, it's, 
sorry, Marty, you're just not going to get the updates you want. And I don't think you have a full sense. Is the clock ticking on the Coyotes? Absolutely, it's ticking. We all know that. We keep saying that. They got to have a solution by the end of the season or it's time to move on to plan B, whatever plan B is. But we are not there yet. And and I don't think uh, from a national perspective, people outside this market, probably a lot of people in this market, really don't have a full understanding of what's happening yet. Something is probably coming out very soon. The, the one thing I want to say about Marty Walsh, and, and this is, I don't know how what the advantage would be to Coyote's ownership and management on including the players into their process of purchasing or, or trying to build arena. I, I don't understand the advantage of negotiations and letting them know inside information. When when someone buys a house and they're planning to rent it, they don't call all the renters out and say, hey, come on, why don't you guys help us buy this house? Or when we, we're, we're, we're lessees of the building in downtown, when there's a new management company, they don't come to us and go, hey, here we're going to get you guys want to get involved as, as we make a bid for no it's not how it works you're working in the building i think there is a point when the team needs to inform the players of of the the periphery of what's going on but at the pa at this stage i no and i i don't see the advantage of, of, of other than to appease your own players so you can uh, stop some of the rumor mill and some of those before you play a game but there is no advantage for the coyotes to include the nhlpa in their negotiation process you know what else happens in these and we've seen this recently pd you you pass along a piece of information well it, it changes it's the telephone game right mm-hmm. little facts change as it moves along the string of people and the more people you tell the more versions you get of that story and there's also this notion like oh a lot of people are like oh the coyotes need to say something and then when javier gutierrez gets out there and talks people are like javier gutierrez talks too much so what do you want i I don't know if there's a win situation here has it been too long probably it'd be nice to have a a solution by this point um and and obviously we all know what happened in tempe and that's that set sort of the stage for the frustration on a lot of levels because that failed epically when we were told it was going to pass but you, you, i I don't, I don't know what the answer is here what what you say to appease the masses because some people will say you're talking too much some people say you don't talk enough i don't think there's a win situation the only way you win here is when you release the solution couple things to add uh something craig always says and i'll always remember is every source has an agenda so keep that in mind when you hear any sort of comments from anybody um and 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 those sources could be talking to reporters right yes yes and And then i mean like where where did this all-star break thing come from right where, where does that come from? It's, it's categorically false. It is not a deadline, but it's been put out by multiple people. Do they have the same source? Are multiple people saying it's crazy? But yes, everybody has an agenda. You're right, Leah. Um, and then we also have Kat is in the chat, DNCR chick, um, and said politicians also aren't going to give info to reporters who randomly call them and aren't relationship building, which is the difference, as Craig mentioned earlier, between somebody who's here on the ground and has sources developed over time versus, you know, someone somewhere else. So (laughs) putting that out there as well. Um, But something else that we need to mention, and I've seen it mentioned a few times in the chat here as well. um, All of this comes out yesterday, the, the Utah thing, the Marty Walsh comments, but another huge story uh, is the team Canada 2018 world junior team. Um, A few players, taking leaves of absence. 
Craig, I'll just throw this one back to you again. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen a lot of suggestion that this, this the Utah release was a smokescreen to divert attention away from you know, these five players basically taking leave of absence, probably surrendering themselves to police. Nope. This this release was planned for a while, and I have confirmed that. Uh, and it, it's not a surprise to me. You don't just throw this out. Oh, let's, hey, we better throw this release together. And they threw a release together. In a, a, no, that doesn't happen. This has been coming for a while. And again, like making those leaps is just as bad as the leaps we talked about before. Don't say that without any proof. Don't, oh, well, th this makes sense to me. I don't care if it makes sense to you. That's that's just a conspiracy theory. There's there's no tie between these two things. It's just crazy timing. The release of the Utah News was planned for a while. Obviously, this other story is a major story that the NHL is going to have to deal with, uh, that these teams are going to have to deal with, but the two are unrelated. Yeah, and the only thing I want to say about it, specifically the, the World Junior thing, is that this, I want to put, preface all this with this is the phnx coyotes podcast we deal with coyotes news we do delve into a little bit of the nhl news this is not a story that craig is going to report on that he's going to track down this is nothing that lee and i are going to address with opinions or thoughts we don't know this this is in the court of law when things come out and there are time to have opinions after it's been resolved then we may have an opinion at that time but this is not the outlet to go for if you're looking for news on the 2018 world junior team well this has been a very uh rant heavy show um so we'll move into a little bit more positive segment here and i can think of no better way to shift our mindset to positivity than talking about gila river resorts and casinos because what a place to have some fun if you've never been to any of the gila river resorts and casinos locations nobody does it better truly the state-of-the-art gaming floor with over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, and live game tables, and not to mention Arizona's largest casino sportsbook, including a ton of amazing, amazing dining options as well. If you're not interested in the restaurant or the casino or the sportsbook, which all those things are great, they also, of course, are a resort, which makes a great staycation here in the Valley as well. So you do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit playathila.com for more details and i've got a, something here too i've got a question for both of you where is america's thirst stop before you answer it is not craig morgan's house on saint patrick's day although it is a great way to quench that thirst is at craig morgan's but america's thirst stop is circle k when why because of their polar pops and you want you want a free polar pop you know what you do you become part of their inner circle. You save 25 cents. When you become a member of the inner circle, you save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups, save three cents per gallon every day after that. And you get, on every six purchase, when you buy five, you get the six one free on pizza, coffee, and those ice-cold fountain drinks and Polar Pops. So make sure you join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. Craig, you are muted. <laughs> How close is the closest Circle K to each of you? Um, less than a mile. Yeah, mine's yeah a I'm, I'm three miles, but, okay. but you live out there. Yeah, I live out there. No, I live out there. I'm in the desert a bit, a bit, a bit but it's, it's three miles. So yeah, I drive by it every day to get to the freeway. When you walk, when you walk to the Circle K, do you have to? Do you fear being attacked by bobcats? There are that well rattlesnakes absolutely most definitely certainly I almost stepped on one on that walk once and that's absolutely true. 
So I don't care. Myself, that's, I can get to Circle K easily. Yeah, I, no, we're not walking. Yeah, yep, yep. Okay, all right. Well, let's spend a couple minutes talking about the game tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tonight? It's not an easy turnaround. In fact, let's take a look at the upcoming schedule. There's not much on there since next week they're all off. Um, but yeah, they play tonight, 5 p.m. our time, 7 for the Coyotes. Luckily, it's a very short trip to Tampa from floor, from Miami. Um, and then on Saturday, headed to Carolina. At least this road trip makes sense geographically. Uh, but a back-to-back is tough. Luckily, the light at the end of the tunnel for these guys is the all-star break what well the good news is this, th- this team the, the good news this team has won six of their last seven they haven't lost a game at home since december yeah that's last month and only two teams in the national hockey league have um, lost fewer games at home boston and vancouver both respectively leading their divisions this is not good this isn't good it's there. There's nothing about this. In the last week, they've scored seven against Minnesota, six against Philadelphia, five against Anaheim. This team can score. They've got the leading scorer. You know, you look at Kucherov, who's elite player. This team Fan plays of the speed show. and pace and <laughs> offensively outstanding. Um, the only, you know, I don't know if they've announced who's starting a goal tonight. And if it is Vasilevsky, it makes it that much harder to score. Um, they, as Dave Griffiths would say, are in one. And Vasilevsky is confirmed. So good luck. You know, the good news is Connor Ingram's in goal for the Coyotes. So true. It is true. Even it's true. Go ahead. No, it's it's the 10 minutes, Craig. It's that 10 minutes. So dial into that 10 minutes. They're playing on a back-to-back after getting their ass kicked and embarrassed in Florida. So they need to play this 10 minutes. It needs to be clean. And if they're not clean, Connor Ingram better bail them out. Because if they get behind 2-0 10 minutes into this one, they might as well just go to Carolina. Yeah. So I'm expecting, like, after last night's performance, I think it's pretty easy to get a team dialed in. And I know I know a lot of people freak out about back-to-backs, but a lot of players will tell you it's not the back-to-backs. It's you often feel better on a back-to-back. It's it's the three and four. It's that third game, and they don't play well in Carolina anyway. So this this is the game to circle. Connor Ingram's in goal. You'll be focused after last night. Um, and, yeah, while you mentioned that Amelie Arena, which – I think is named after our good friend at NHL.com, Emily Benjamin, <laughs> has been a tough place for the Coyotes. I expect the Coyotes to be focused. I, I, I think this will probably be their best effort of the three-game trip. That's fair. Yeah, and one other note that we didn't, I forgot to mention just because, you know, it wasn't on my mind since, as if we did the post-game show last night. Um, obviously, we now know that Matt Dumba is week-to-week with an injury. Victor Soderstrom was recalled. He was scratched last night, and there was a reason for that. Yeah, I, I just and Petey and I talked about this. Like, I, I, I just I asked Petey for his take because Petey's a coach. He's in the room and understands the thinking on something. But it, it, to me, like you call up Victor Soderstrom, and then do you, do you really do you throw him to the wolves against the Florida Panthers of all teams? That didn't seem like the way for Victor Soderstrom to make his debut. Hey, you're trying to give a guy confidence and, and give him a, the best opportunity to succeed. And I don't know if, if making his first game um, on this trip against Florida Panthers was would be the best way for him to do that. I would expect to see Victor Soderstrom on this trip, however. There you have it. Um, all right, we'll, we'll move on and talk about the thing that I know everybody came here for. Not the game talk, not the arena talk. Oh, buddy. But about our harrowing experience just kidding at the phnx offices last night so danielle why don't you come on the screen because the four of us uh, had quite the adventure 
last night. And uh, it's time to walk everybody through the craziness that was last night and the reason we did not have a post-game show <laughs> last night. Are we doing minute by minute here? I think is we should. The, okay. Is this the first post-game to ever get canceled on PHNX? I don't know. I think so. I think yeah. it is. Look at us setting records. I like that. So here's how this goes down. I went to get a sandwich. In the middle of the second period. Period, yes, because we were looking at this game saying, yeah, this is done. I'm going to get a sandwich. I'm hungry. I just drove back from Tucson. I haven't eaten. I I went to Jersey Mike's. Uh, Oops, sorry, Max. Can't can't mention that. uh, to, To get the club sub. And as I'm walking back, my phone rings and it's PD. I'm like, buddy, you can't wait to talk to me in five minutes. All right. I haven't been gone that long. I know you miss me, but, and PD says, hey, the power's out. I look up at the building. The entire building is dark. This massive high rise that we're in is dark at the Arizona. So I was like, uh Oh, going on. And, and like check. So he's like, check with the security people. I, I walk in the security woman is on the phone trying to figure out what's going on. No clue yet. So, you know, the building's dark, the power's out, but the elevators are still working. So, you know, being the intelligent guy that I am, I hop in the elevator and go up to the studio, walk out, the fire doors are closed. (laughs) Just open the fire door, go into the office, and there's some lights on, the emergency lights are on, and we're making a decision as to what to do. So you guys take it from here. So what was going on in the other side is we're watching the game, and all of a sudden, all the lights, everything off. And you know how like, you know, there's background like humming of the air and the TV and all of a sudden silence and darkness with except for the green exit sign glow. And we're Danielle and PD and I are like, what? And the crazy thing is the lights come back on, but no power works, just the emergency lights. I had reclined in the more furniture recliner. I couldn't unrecline. Like I, the power was off. So Craig, of course, comes in with his sandwich and Jacob, our head of production, calls me on the phone and said, I think you guys should go home to try and get home in time to do the post game. And I'm like, yeah, I think we should go home. And Craig goes, well, let me finish my sandwich first. (laughs) (laughs) So Craig eats a sandwich in record time where PD has the game up on his phone because (laughs) that's the only place we can watch it. So we're like, yeah, you know what? let's go. But then we're thinking, can we even get out because we're parked underneath the building and you know, the gate needs electricity. And so how did you guys get out? So we walk out. That is when we discovered the fire alarm was going off. We did not know this inside of our office. It was quiet. I want, I, I want to tell my, my side of the story yes. here. Um, so we got to a point in Craig's sandwich where I was like, okay, we need to make a decision. If we're going to get home on time, I need to leave right now. <laughs> Because I live out in Mesa, so I'm a bit of a drive. Um, and so I'm walking down the stairs, and with every level, like the midway, like right as I open the door, the fire alarms go off. Um, and with every level you get down, the fire alarm gets louder and louder. It was really creepy. I'm sure you guys experienced that, but I have the video here. The sound is on. So this is what we're here. Get ready, headphone unit. Um, <laughs> um, it was, it, it was, it was a little surreal because nobody's down there and I'm walking down there. I look around, I'm getting the video like, oh, this is fun. Like I work at Chase Field, the fire alarm sometimes goes off and nobody cares. Um, <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, so I'm walking around, and then all of a sudden, the security guard comes sprinting in. She's like, literally, like, like, I think there's a fire. And then the building manager comes in here. He's like, there's a fire. You got to go. She's like, get out of the building. Get out of the building. There's a fire. You have to get out of here. Yeah, they were saying there was tons of smoke in the garage. Yeah, and so I called Leah, and I was like, hey, you guys might want to get out of the building. Um, it was literally just like that. It was, it was, it was nice and calm. Cause I didn't see any fire. I'm still thinking is like, okay, the fire, everybody's overreacting. What is, um, and then Craig and I go to the, go to the garage and all of a sudden we're hit with this wall of, of, it wasn't smoke, but like the smell, we were just hit with the smell. The second we turn around the corner, we turn the corner and we look at each other like, yeah, we, we ain't getting out of this. <laughs> like we're not, we're not getting our cars. We're not going home. Um, so yeah, I called Jacob. Like that. Yeah. And the reason I got to Danielle before PD and Leah did is because <laughs> I took the elevator. Well, by the way, they were in the building getting videos like, hey, guys, we're here getting. That's true. With the PHNX PD content, like constantly putting videos. Two things to recap. If the fire alarm goes off in your high rise building, do not. Under any circumstances, do not get in the elevator. Craig, Craig would, and I know he would agree with this. He would, if it was his kids, he would rethink that. Please do not get in the elevator in a building where the fire alarm is going off. Please, that's one. And two, when you're in the lobby with the building manager, literally freaking out, saying, get out, get out, get out. Don't stop and film content to show where you are at that time. So those two things we would highly advise against. We preach security here at PHNX. We want you to be safe and we would take care of your well-being. And sometimes we don't always think appropriately in these situations. We will. Craig and I will make sure to follow those rules next time well, and, and, and to, to we be did fair not. pd and i didn't know for sure there was a fire yet like right. we just thought the that's alarm cool. was going off and we've all been in buildings where that's happened and we right. did not react appropriately to the situation and the level of concern then when we get outside i again thought put my reporter hat on let's film some content which i did and i thought okay this is fine but this is fine and then i go around to the side and i saw them with the saw danielle and i are watching them saw we down have a video the <laughs> gate where are oh there it is the, the the sawing that's where our cars go in and out to the building and I thought at that moment this is the first time we're in trouble like not not that I was our safety and we were all fine and the firemen weren't rushing so we didn't think there was any immediate danger the concern was our cars were in there and that gate was cut in half and I'm like oh oh this is we might be not going anywhere for a while that's what that's what went through my head and great you know the fire department did an outstanding job the smoke was cleared the building did a great job in getting us and they, they were able to open that gate and get us all out so good hats off to the building crew the engineers security and all the fire people because everyone was safe and sound and most importantly our cars were all safe and sound as well and we were able to get out of there yeah but it was quite the scene uh on the street as you can see multiple fire trucks and ambulances <laughs> like if you were in downtown phoenix last night wondering what was going on this yeah. was what was going on it was insane and you know we're standing there waiting to see what's happening and then the problem is the gates close and you need power to lift the gate so how many firefighters does it take to lift a gate the answer is, is quite a few we have a photo of them all gathered trying to figure out uh the gate situation which is hilarious um right here just they're just all trying to figure it out and we're thinking are we ever getting out of here tonight I'm not sure, um, but luckily we did. And the part of the story that I don't know if PD and Craig even know this is PD and Craig were parked on the first level of the garage 
And mm-hmm. Danielle and I were at the bottom. So we separate, they go in their cars. Danielle and I are making our way around the last corner and all of the lights in the parking <gasps> garage turn off. And it's me and Danielle in a dark parking garage. And I was like, this is how the horror movie begins. This is it. Like, this, this is, is how we die. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we were walking down and we were I, like, I think I had just said like, boy, this is kind of creepy. Cause like the lights were flickering a little bit. Like the pipes were dripping. And then all of a sudden we hear this like rev down and the lights go off and, and like it's fight or flight. So all of a sudden they're like, all right, when the lights come back on, I'm fighting Slenderman. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm going to have to fight somebody. And uh, the lights came on and uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys experienced this, but I was like feeling the smoke in my chest on the way home. Yeah. Like, well, I, was having, no. like I was, I was feeling like, I, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was having trouble breathing, but like I could feel it. And like, I started to get a little lightheaded the drive home too. You guys walk right past where the generator was too. So you might've come a little more in contact. I wasn't, I wasn't going to Slender Man. I, I was like reenacting Die Hard with Petey. I was, I was adopting Hans Gruber's voice because that's what I was imagining in the high rise. But that was, that was one crazy scene last night. I'm glad we're, we're all safe. And hopefully, hopefully one Arizona center will be back up and running at some point soon. We'll see. Cause we'll see. You'll all find out where we do our shows. Well, it's the, next hard, the main generator, so we'll see. Well, it may take a while. <laughs> so anyway, that's our story. That's why there was no post game last night. Um, again, thank you to Phoenix Fire and the Arizona Center Building Management Security and Engineers for helping us get out safely. And our our offices and studios are completely unscathed. Our cars were unscathed, and we're unscathed, and that's what's important. So uh, I know. You know, honestly, of all the games for this to happen, a uh, horrible 6-2 loss to the Florida Panthers. Everyone was saying, eh, like, <laughs> not much to talk about in this one anyway. So, uh, made for a really funny story, and we appreciate everybody for uh, <laughs> following along on Twitter and in the Discord. I know a lot of our diehards were having some fun with it, so we appreciate it. So, that's our story, and uh, we'll doesn't matter because we'll we have another game tonight. So we don't stop two shows in a day. Who says no? Um, You got the game tonight against the lightning and you can bet on that over at bet MGM. I have a parlay pick brought to you by Shane. The theme is called quote, good teams, win, great teams cover degenerate special. Love it. And this is the parlay Purdue Fort Wayne, not Purdue, Purdue Fort Wayne money line. Youngstown State minus 14. I can't even. And Arizona State plus 10. (laughs) Yep, I see why he called it what he did. This parlay is a plus 771 odds over at BetMGM. So if you want to tail that bet, you can do so over at BetMGM. You can also bet maybe the over in Connor Ingram saves. I kind of like that one tonight over at BetMGM. There's plenty of props you can bet on if you want to stay away from the game lines, Um, but make sure when you bet, you do so over at BetMGM. And right now, when you sign up for BetMGM and use the bonus code PHNX, you can place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $5, and you'll receive $158 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. 
Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. And while you're doing it, make sure you have a Four Peaks. Sports aren't the same without a Four Peaks in hand. They are the official beer of PHNX. From their crisp and malty kilt lifter Scottish Ale to their subtle hints of citrus and their wild wheat or peach ale, your favorite local brewery has a beer for every mood and occasion. Check them out today at the 8th Street Pub or wherever you buy your beer. Visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite beers and events. Check out Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink. Please enjoy responsibly. Thank you for peaks. Yes, thank you for peaks. We might be might have to drink tonight. Oh, buddy. <laughs> I'm excited about wild lights now. Oh, what? Lights. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, and- I've got we're in the fridge right now. I've got Kilt Lifter and Wows, and I will admit, last night, and that's where we talk about every mood. Last night, when we got home from the fire, and it was earlier than expected, so we got home much earlier than expected. That was the perfect time for a Kilt Lifter. Now, today, after this show, when it will only be ten o five a.m., that is more of a wow moment. Or oatmeal stout, oatmeal. It's yeah, breakfast. But, yeah, so that, that, so, uh, yeah. Oof, that's a stretch. That's heavy. But but yeah, I get, I get where you're going. It's breakfast. The breakfast of beers, the oatmeal stout. <laughs> Um, Joel said, Delilah and I have a cookie delivery for Saul this afternoon. I need to know if it's possible. Joel, I would reach out to Saul directly. Nobody is in our office today as of right yeah, now. I'd, I'd so I would, I would potentially delay that delivery. Uh, just, Power just is in button. and out all day at, at that building at the Arizona Center. Yeah. Um, PD, one last thing I know you wanted to mention before we wrapped up. Yeah, and it's funny because I, I keep forgetting this. And, I, I, and it's my fault. The Arizona High School Hockey Tournament is next week. And and I know people that haven't been in the mall, this is your week to go because there are games Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. Tuesday and Wednesday are the quarterfinals. It's on Tuesday night at 6.30, Centennial plays Flagstaff. At 8.10, Mountain Ridge pays Basha Perry. And guess what? 10 bucks gets you into both games. 10 bucks, two games. Sit there through both of them. The next night on Wednesday, 6.30, it's Notre Dame Prep versus Brophy. And last year's champion at 8.10, Desert Vista, faces off against the Pinnacle Pioneers at 8.10 on Wednesday. Again, one ticket, two games. Thursday, semifinals, followed by followed by the ACHE game, ACHA game of Grand Canyon University playing ASU's um, Division One ACHE team. On Thursday, $10, all three games. 10 bucks, you get all three games. Um, so stop by the mullet. And then on Sunday is the state championship game. And, and honestly, if, if we were there last year, unbelievable event. Uh, Asha did a great job. Sunday, put it on your plans right now. The All-Star Game is Saturday. There is no hockey on Sunday except the Arizona State High School Hockey Championship at Mullet Arena. For more information, make sure you go to Asha. That's A-H-S-H-A dot org. I will be there. And make sure, you, if you see me, stop by and say hi. It's a lot of fun. We had a blast at the well, championship so much game last year. It was kids, a really good game. The the the, the kids like the cheerleaders are there, bands are there, kids are bringing signs. The, the atmosphere is electric, and, and and I tell you what, last year's championship game went to overtime. 
It was an unbelievable hockey game. It's just damn good hockey. So if you get a chance, go. It, the championship game is 15 bucks. You can get those tickets on Ticketmaster, and the other ones are all, all for sale at the door. So um, stop by and, and say hi if you see me because I don't bite. Well, <laughs> sometimes I'll Unless grumpy. the Coyotes make stupid mistakes yeah, and rever- or a reverse VH goal happens. I won't be grumpy there, I promise. <laughs> Oh boy. All right. Well, any final thoughts on anything we talked about before we head out and see everybody later today? <laughs> yeah, I went. Well, lastly, we did have that that modified PD's puck talk just now. Make sure you tune in. That will be dropping here before lunchtime today. Hope. Hopefully, although it's getting close to lunchtime now, but we will be dropping another PD's Punk Talk where you see those in video and a much more detailed teaching of the game today. So tune into that and make sure you subscribe to the PHNX YouTube channel so you don't miss extra content like that from all three of us. Because Craig, I know, dropped a YouTube short. Don't miss that because that is, he's so informative. <laughs> informative. So jump on the PHX YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of that stuff. Yeah. And tomorrow at gophnx.com, I'll have a story. As most of you know, I went down to Tucson yesterday to talk to goaltender Matt Vialta. Great story. Haven't seen a lot of, you know, substantive stuff written about him. He was an incredible interview. Got a chance to talk to him, talk to Potts, of course, and talk to Charlie McTavish, the Coyotes goaltending development coach. Um, So I'll have a story tomorrow on Matt Vialta, who is an AHL All-Star. That's awesome. I am looking forward to reading that. I don't really know much about him. So excited to get to know him through reading that. So again, check it out, gophnx.com and make sure you become a diehard so you get access to our diehard only content. Craig has a few articles of Pedal for diehards only. We also have our Discord, of course, 20% off merchandise, 20% off on events as well. So just plenty of reasons to become a diehard uh, and our Discord well so it's always a fun place to watch a game and experience a building fire uh, with your close friends so there you go we will be back live tonight again <laughs> so tune in after the coyotes take on bay lightnings i hope we see nikita kucherov in the chat uh, i'll be very disappointed if we do not uh, but set a reminder everybody and as pd mentioned be sure to subscribe to the youtube channel and if you missed the audio only episode on Tuesday with former Coyote defenseman Ed Jovanowski. Definitely, definitely listen. It was a really, really great interview. And that that is an audio-only episode. So you have to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It's completely free. Um, we have weekly audio episodes dropping. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. And if you're there, you're already subscribed, hit the little five-star button and leave us a five-star review. It helps us out immensely. Thank you so much, everybody, for understanding the crazy circumstances of the night. Uh, this was... This was a good one today because uh, we all have so much energy in the morning and there was a lot to discuss. So we appreciate you all here in the chat live or watching or listening later if you're on YouTube. Be sure to hit the thumbs up button on this video on your way out. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Craig S. Morgan, at S. Peters Hockey, at Leah Merrill, at Abraka Danielle. And you can follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday day, everyone. And we will see you all tonight.